Sweet, and we're live. Two games in a row of the Jazz just playing Jazz basketball, looking really good. Um, it was against the Spurs, which obviously the Spurs aren't a great team this year. But last year, the Jazz had the trouble had trouble against the Spurs, so I'll take all the blowouts against the Spurs that we can get. And my camera angle's a little high. There. Um, yeah. So fun game, Jazz blowout, Jazz played great, Jordan Clarkson was crazy, I think he was 12 for 16 from the field, so good for him. Um, also one note, I don't know, live chat's not showing up for me, I don't know what's going on, hopefully it's working for you guys, and hopefully if you post something I can see some, I can see it pop up, but it didn't let me leave a comment, and that's weird, so, which is a shame, because live chat's the best part of this, is the talking back and forth, so... If there's no live chat, then this will probably end up being a pretty short uh, post-game review. But with that being said, I'll hop right in. Hopefully by the time I'm done with the review, some people post in the live chat. And we'll go from there. If they haven't, then, oh well, I'll, I'll figure it out after this. And hopefully that doesn't happen again on Friday when the Jazz play the Nuggets. Um, so looking at this game, like I said, this is Jazz basketball. This is how they were playing before the All-Star break, and I love seeing it. The Jazz shot um, just under 56% from the field. They shot just under 44% from three. Um, and you know this is a this is them playing Jazz basketball because they had 18 turnovers. Uh, you know it's Jazz basketball when you have 18 turnovers in a blowout win. Um, so yeah, I I would love for them to get that turnover issue down, but it feels like there's a direct correlation with number of turnovers and how much they win by so if turning the ball over helps the jazz win then i will take it i'm i won't complain about that uh they and and even more classic jazz basketball is the jazz out rebounded the spurs by a lot like 53 to 35 for rebounds but they still got out rebounded as far as offensive rebounds go so like, when the Jazz are playing good, there's a few things you know are going to happen. They're going to shoot very efficiently, especially from three. Like, 40% plus from three. So, you know that's going to happen. But you also know they're going to out-rebound the other team by a lot, but still not get as many offensive rebounds as the other team. And you know the Jazz are going to have 15-plus turnovers if they win. <laughs> so, weird things. Um, I don't complain if it ends up being a win. Um yeah, great win. Uh, I want to jump into the box score because on Monday, I was complaining that how how I thought Jordan Clarkson was too inefficient, that he was his numbers looked good on the box score when you just look at how many points did he have, how many, and he he's not really a big assist or rebound guy. He's had some good assist games this season, and. I think this game was one of them. He only had four assists, but he had two like really tough pass assists that, or I don't know how tough they were, but they were kind of flashy. And I know we've been we've complained on this channel a little bit about Jordan Clarkson's passing ability, but those are two complaints I've had about him recently. Is, um, and I wasn't sure if it was a pa- his passing ability or just his refusal to pass the ball, but. Tonight he ended up with four assists, six rebounds, and 30 points. 
which is an awesome game. I love to see that from him. But what I love even more than that is that I mentioned this earlier, but I love that he had twelve. He was twelve for sixteen from the field, two for four from three, and four for five from the free throw line. So normally you see Jordan Clarkson get his seventeen, eighteen points on like thirty-five, forty percent shooting, but tonight he was like on fire. He was hitting tough shots. Uh, so. That was fun to see. I would love to see him do that in close games. Uh, but then again, maybe because he was doing this, it turned into a blowout and and he made it so it could never be a close game. So maybe Jordan Clarkson going off is the reason why the Jazz blowout teams. Because I've noticed that it's typically in blowouts that he has crazy efficient nights like this. Um, I don't know. Is it causation or is it just correlation? Um but like going down the other players for the Jazz, and I'll take a quick look at the uh, Spurs after this as well. But the Jazz played their whole like everyone who was active tonight played, and no one played more than twenty six minutes was the most with Bojan playing twenty six minutes. Everyone played less than twenty six minutes except for Bojan, and Bojan pulled in twenty four points, ten for thirteen shooting, three for four from the three. Um, so I love to see that if he can get, uh, even if he's a little less efficient, I'm happy with those numbers from Bojan. That's awesome to see. Um, Nying did his thing with 11 points. Uh, Gobert didn't really do much. 10 points, eight rebounds. I like. If it was a close game, I would be upset that that's what Gobert gave us. But since it's not a close game and it was a blowout and Gobert ended with a plus 31, which was one of the best on the Jazz, I'm not going to complain. Especially, he only played 22 minutes. So if you gave him an extra eight minutes, I'm sure he would have grabbed another four rebounds and scored uh, two, three more shots. Uh, But since the Jazz had such a deep bench, um, we got to see a little bit from everyone. And almost everyone scored, which was awesome. Ilyasova didn't score, and Morgan didn't score. Um, but I'll, I'll just read off a couple highlights from that, because these are players that we don't normally get to see. So I want to call them out when they get uh, to play some decent minutes and when they actually contribute. Um, so if you're following along on a box score yourself, I'll be starting at the bottom from the ESPN one. Uh, but Oni, he had six points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal in 19 minutes. I love to see that he's not he's not had consistent minutes like ever this season. Towards the towards the end here, while we've had a few injuries, he's seen a little bit more. But I love seeing that from him, and a an almost identical stat line from Forrest: six points, six rebounds, two assists. He didn't get the steal, and he played two more minutes. Uh, Thomas came in. We talked about him on Monday. There was a, a live chat about him. Um how we'd love to see him shoot like get more minutes and get more consistent. He came in has had five points. He was super inconsistent though, so don't know what's going on there. Obviously, he's never gotten consistent minutes with the Jazz. Um he probably just doesn't have enough time to really feel comfortable with it. I would love to see him develop into a a Kyle Korver kind of player. Obviously, it's a lot to ask to ask have someone be as good as Kyle Korver at three-point shooting, but um, if he could get like five, six, seven minutes a game, come in, hit one or two threes a game, I would love to see that from him. Uh, but in order for that to happen, he needs to get more 
familiar with the offense and he needs to shoot more efficiently than one for seven from three. Um, some other players that we don't get to see are rookie Elijah Hughes. I, I don't know how many times he's shown up, but not very often. Uh, he had six points and an assist. He was two for three or two for two from three, two for three from the field in six minutes. That's great to see. And then um, Morgan, at least over, I mentioned they didn't score, but Brantley did come in and I've been happy with what I've seen from Brantley so far this season. So um, just saying, just putting that out there, but uh, he's had five, he had five points, two rebounds, two assists tonight. Yeah. So this game was fun because it was a blowout. It was fun because Clarkson and Bogey were super efficient and they both scored a lot of points on very low minutes. And because they played very few minutes, we got to see the whole bench play, which I don't think maybe that's happened once before this season. Uh, maybe I'm missing a couple of times, but that's really rare for the Jazz. Um, Coach Snyder really likes to stick to his nine-man rotation. So I love seeing the whole bench tonight um, in a blowout win against the Spurs this late in the season where uh, I haven't... I'll I'll go check the standings real quick. And by the way, I'm not seeing any live chat stuff if you guys are putting that up there. I don't know what's going on. Um, maybe if I do that, will that work? I don't know. I'll I'll see if I can... Oh, it worked. Sweet. Okay, I can see you live chat now. I don't know what's going on. I think it's just like a random glitch. Maybe if I refreshed before I went live, that would have worked. But I can see you live chat now. And YouTube put a little ninja on my screen, whatever that means. Irrelevant. But before I hop into the live chat, I am going to check the standings. Because I, I didn't check... I, I was following the Suns game. But it's finals week. I took two finals today, one more tomorrow, and then I'm done, so that's great. But um, So I was following the Suns game, and the Suns were losing going into the fourth quarter. So I don't know who won. I'm going to check the standings right now, see where it's at. But if the Suns lost, that would mean the Jazz are at first after this win. And the Suns have a slightly harder schedule than the Jazz, so that would be huge. And guess what? The Suns lost. So... Looking at the standings, so after this game, we got two great wins against the Spurs. We have six games left. Um, I don't know if I remember all of them. We have the Nuggets. Um, I know we have the Trailblazers. We have the Kings. We have the Thunder. And there's two other teams somewhere in there. Uh, and I list those off in a random order. We'll get to those. <laughs> when they play, I'll, I'll remember who they played. But looking at the standings... Um, the Jazz are a full game ahead of the Suns because they were tied going into this game. Um, the Suns lost Jazz 1. We're a game ahead, which is really good considering there's six games left and the Jazz have a pretty easy schedule. Oh, we're also playing the Warriors. Um, so that's a good position to be in. Especially since, like, the Suns' schedule is not ridiculously hard, but they have more tough games than the Jazz have left. Um, So I'm hoping, uh, looking at the Jazz schedule, I think we'll probably lose one, at most two, out of what's left. And I think the Suns are probably probably going to end up losing two. Um, If they do really good, they'll they'll lose one. Um, 
at, for, from tonight on. So right now, it's it's the same as I, I talked about on Monday, but the real question that I'm curious to see what you guys think is, so the Jazz, we seem to be in a good position to hold first, which looking at everything, that's the thing I want, obviously, like first is better. But also, I feel like there's a big drop off in the teams that I think will be in the team. Like, I think there's a possibility for either the Mavericks, the Lakers, or the Trailblazers to be seventh. And so they'd be playing the second seed. And the teams that I think have a shot at eight, or the teams who do have a shot at eight, it'd be really tough for anyone else to get it other than these three, um, are the Grizzlies, the Warriors, and the Spurs. So I would much rather play one of those three teams than one of the three teams that might be seventh. But here's the question for you guys. Um, if like Assuming the Jazz lose a few that we, we think they could win, they, they lose the first seed, end up second in the West. Out of the Blazers, the Lakers, and the Mavericks, who do you want to face? Um, and, you, and you have to think about this where like, like we know who the Blazers are. That's going to be tough competition no matter what, but I feel confident that we can beat them. And we know who the Lakers are at full health, but they've added some key players that have not gotten to play with Anthony Davis or LeBron James much at all. LeBron James, it's looking like he's not even going to be like at his real 100% until later in the playoffs. Um, and the Mavericks, I don't know, they've had such a crazy season up and down that you never know what to expect. Obviously, they have Luka and... Like, whenever you play Luka, it's going to be tough. But this also Luka's been having a technical foul issue. So you might even get away with playing a couple a game without Luka there. So I think there's th- those are three good teams. But I, th- um, I would probably go for the Blazers. Just because I think the Jazz are built better to play the Blazers. But if LeBron James is going to miss a couple games or he's on... Like, he's not even close to 100% come playoffs time. I might go with the Lakers, um, which is kind of interesting. So, yeah. But just to go over, like, 1 through 10 for the conference for the West. Uh, right now, Jazz are 1. Then we have Suns, Nuggets. Nuggets and Clippers are tied, but I guess Nuggets have the tiebreaker because they're technically listed above the Clippers. Then we have Mavericks, Lakers tied. Mavericks have the tiebreaker. And then we have at the seventh seed, the Blazers and the Grizzlies and the Warriors and the Spurs. And right now, if the season ended today, that would be the play-in tournament. Would be... Um, I, bu- I We had this for... We recorded an episode on this, but I believe how it's going to be is a 7-8 play and 9-10 play. And loser of seven, winner of 7-8 gets 7 Loser seven eight plays winner of nine ten, and winner of that game um, gets eight. So cool. So that's that's how it looks. Um, let me know who you would pick. Who like what your predictions are for the rest of the season? Uh, who you think the Jazz will play in the first round, and who you want the Jazz to play in the first round. Um, that being said, I've kind of rambled on for a little bit, so I'll hop into the live chat and. And respond to what you guys have been uh, saying, and I'll I'll kind of have to backtrack a little bit because I've been talking for a while by myself. Um, but Will Jensen says uh, Royce played excellent defense on DeRozan tonight. Yeah, he shut. I, and I also said I was going to talk about the Spurs box score, but I was going to talk about it because 
everyone played bad on the Spurs, and that's what I wanted to mention. So thanks for bringing that up, uh, Will. Royce played great. He shut down DeRozan. I believe he held him to six points. The highest score on the Spurs was um, blanking on his name. He's he's a bench player. He scored 15. So, like, awesome deep. Like, I feel like everything just clicked right for the Jazz. Shots were falling. They were playing awesome defense. And um, the good news is that, like, the mid-range was a tough thing for the Jazz last season. And I feel like they've... And that's just obviously the Spurs' forte when your best scorer is DeMar DeRozan. And I think they really figured out how to stop that mid-range. Um, and so now, like, after watching them against mid-range teams, I feel like, honestly, the biggest weakness of the Jazz have are athletic uh, players like Russell Westbrook, like um, like Donovan Mitchell, except we don't have to play Donovan Mitchell, thankfully. So, and looking at the teams that will have to play in the playoffs, we don't have to worry about that a ton. Like most of the super athletic players that really had, like give us problems, I don't know. That, so that's a good thing if, if I'm right there if my observation there is right. But yes, getting back to the comment, I got sidetracked. Royce did play great defense, and he shut down DeRozan. Um, Dante said Clarkson was going off, and I think this was, I don't know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think tonight, as far as just statistically speaking, especially with like the minutes, looking at what DeRozan, I mean, um, not DeRozan, Clarkson played, I think this was probably Clarkson's best game this season. And that's saying something because he had some really good games this season. But if there's one that you think was better, uh, let me know and we can talk about that. Um, Yeah, Clarkson finally shot efficiently. Hopefully, and and Bojan shot efficiently too. So I'm hoping we start to see more efficiency out of them. Obviously, this is one game, but uh, sometimes that's all it takes to break out of a slump. um, To get that confidence back. um, And to like really feel what it's like to have your shots fall and all like all over the place so i'm hope i'm hoping this is the start of a trend and this is a great time to start a hot streak for both of those players um first seed by one game again can we sustain it i kind of talked about that without even reading the comment so (laughs) so sorry for getting ahead of myself there but we have that first seed we're up by a game which which you mentioned and i feel like that's a really solid place to be in um, it's still up in the air, especially since the Jazz have injuries, but I think we're in a really good position to do so. Um, so I, that's a really tough bet though, because of the injuries for the Jazz. So if if I were to bet, I don't know which way I would go, but like two good games against the Spurs. I know the Spurs aren't great, but they're going to be a play-in team. They might make the playoffs. Um, that's something to go off of and hopefully like, like sometimes just beating a not great team can give you momentum against good teams. So I'm hoping we can, and our, it's not like our schedule is crazy. Um, I wonder when Azabuki will be back, will be back at this point. Like even when he was healthy, he was barely getting minutes. So, and with this close to the playoffs, I, I don't think they're, they're going to plan on. Uh, we'll probably just have to wait till next season to see him again. Um, 
Carter says, any predictions for the Denver game, assuming Conley and Mitchell are out? Um, Denver's a good team. I know they have Jamal Murray out. And after Jamal Murray was injured, they started playing really, really good. And then they... I know the big news was they lost to the Lakers without LeBron. Um, so, I don't know. Denver's a tough team. I think it's going... I th- I think the Jazz have what it takes to win the game. Uh, I would say Denver is going into the game as a favorite. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Jazz keep it close and make it a real game. And if the Jazz come in and, and win. Because... And this is assuming Conley and Mitchell out, which is like Mitchell. I'm pretty sure he's out for Denver, no matter what. Um, that would be my expectation. And Conley's kind of a a little more up in the air, but it sounds like it's really doubtful that he'll play against Denver. Um, so I'm my expectation is Denver wins, but the Jazz make it a game. I'm really hoping the Jazz win, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Jazz win. Uh, I guess that's kind of my prediction, um, especially with like how the Jazz played tonight. They had energy. They were playing like themselves again. So if we can bring that again, then even against a good team like Denver, I wouldn't. I think we're a good enough team, even without Conley and Mitchell, that we could beat Denver. Um, now here, like let's hope Conley and Mitchell get back to 100% before the playoffs start. Because it's a completely different story when playoffs come, even if we're playing a team like the Grizzlies, that might be, it might turn into a series that shouldn't have been. Um, here's an interesting comment, uh, and then I'll, I'll get to some of the comments about who you guys would rather, um, or, or, but here's an interesting comment about uh, Popovich that uh, Shiver says that he thinks Pop will retire this year. Uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like it's really just a a guess at this point because he uh, Popovich does a really good job at keeping that news out of the media until he wants it there. And like, I wouldn't be shocked if with how the Spurs are set up and how Popovich runs runs things, if we don't find out that he retires until like like much later than other news, but. I don't know. I, I don't know what his motivations are, and like he he stays out of it well enough that I wouldn't be shocked if he stays in it just because he likes coaching. But there's no it, like I think he realizes that he's not going to be able to build the Spurs up to a contender before he retires again. So um, I wouldn't like I would expect him to retire in the next three seasons, and if it's this season, like maybe. <laughs> Um, Will Jensen, so I was saying if the Jazz fall to the second seed, who would you rather play in the first round? Will Jensen says the Mavs. Honestly, out of those three teams and looking what's going on with them, I wouldn't, and like, the Mavs aren't a bad pick. Uh, Like, I I would take the Jazz against any of them, especially all things considered, because as far as I know, maybe I missed something, but the, the Trailblazers are like, they're healthy and everything, but they're playing pretty bad, and it's really just Damian Lillard carrying them, uh, which makes it tough. But Damian Lillard against the Utah Jazz, I'd take the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Mavericks aren't a bad pick either because there is a little bit of dysfunction. They really don't have a 
a great team around Luca. They they have a few players that are playing nice. Um Okay, so uh the question is who do you think the Jazz will play in the first round? How many games would this series be? Um I'm going to predict I don't know, that's a t- so I think the Jazz will hold on to the first seed. I'll say that. That makes my prediction a little easier for who they'll play in the first round. Um and then I don't think the Spurs have a shot against so so in this case, um looking at everything, it looks like I, I don't know the schedule, so I'm just going to assume that standings stay pretty much how they are. So the Blazers and the Grizzlies are probably going to play for the play in. I don't think the as close as it is for the, the Golden State Warriors might take the Grizzlies spot or the, the Blazers might come up and take the Lakers spot. Uh I think with how many games are left, I don't know how likely that is. The Lakers might drop, though. Um, but either case, I, I think whoever is the seventh seed holds on to the seventh seed. I think there's a big enough jump between those teams. And then I'm probably, as much as I like the Grizzlies and John Morant, I'm probably going to say the Warriors are probably going to sneak into the eighth seed just because Steph Curry's that good. Um, so I'll say that the Jazz play the Warriors in the first round. Uh, I I would want them to play the Grizzlies in this. Well, if I could, like realistically, I'd want them to play the Grizzlies. I don't think the Spurs really stand a chance at getting in the playoffs. Um, if we could play the Spurs, that'd be great. But um, I think we'll probably end up playing the Warriors. And yeah, and that should be a fun series because like there is star power. But it should be one that the Jazz can win pretty easily. Um, so I don't know. And and so as far as how many games that would be, I don't know. Like I feel like the assuming the Jazz are healthy, like I feel like five at the most. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz sweep the the Warriors. On um, no disrespect to Steph Curry, it's just the Jazz are as his team are way better than the Warriors as a team right now. Um, so about, um, Clarkson's best game, Williamson says that, um, he thinks Clarkson's 42 against the 76ers might be into contention. Yeah, I'd, and this is, maybe I shouldn't have brought up that question because then I'll, now I'll kind of want to go and look at all the stats, but obviously like 40, 42 points is going to be better than 30 points. Um, I'm... If you have it pulled up, um, Will, do you know what his efficiency numbers were in that 76ers game? Because I feel like um, like point totals is awesome, but I almost value efficiency from Clarkson more than anything. And that might be me. If you, if you disagree, that's fine. Um, and, then, and then Will Jensen. So uh, this is Will Jensen defending the... Um, him wanting to play the Mavericks if the Jazz dropped to two. Uh, his reasoning is Lillard could drop 50 on any night and Gobert owns Porzingis. And also think that Royce can at least slow down, slow Luka down because Luka is not crazy athletic. Yeah, I. that makes sense. Um, I, at, at the same time, though, like if you're... I feel like all three of those teams, the Lakers, the Mavs, and the, the Blazers have a player who can drop 50 on any given night. And as good as a defender as Royce is, 
I think Luca can figure out a way to score on him, especially in a playoff series. He's he's proven to be that kind of player. Um, so I wouldn't look at the star player as much as I would look at the team around them. And it's not like the Mavericks have a great team around Luca, but I feel like the team around Luca is a little better than the team around Dame at, at this point. And um, I don't know, but I feel like they're they're pretty close, and I feel like the Jazz would do good against either team in a in a playoff series, assuming everyone's fully healthy. Um, no, my flow. Here are the the dream playoff for I'm um, best case scenario for the Jazz. Uh, so he says number one seed are the Jazz, number two seed are the Suns, um, number three click. Clippers, number four Nuggets, five Mavs, six Lakers, seven Blazers, and eight Grizzlies. So in this, the the Jazz would play the Grizzlies, Suns would play, and then they would play um, the winner of the Nuggets and Mavericks. Um, And then the Suns would play the Blazers, and then whoever wins that series would play the winner of the Clippers-Lakers. I think that yeah that would be an awesome series for an uh, awesome setup for the Jazz cuz I feel like the Jazz could sweep the Grizzlies without really any any sort of issue. And then the Nuggets are are beat up and I feel confident against the Mavs. So if that's how it ends up, which it it definitely could. Um that would be the easiest path to the Western Conference Finals. Um and and at that point, like Western Conference Finals is going to be tough no matter what, unless there's there's some injuries in the playoffs. Uh, well, it's going to be tough even if that happens because there's the West is just that good. But I would love to see that happen. No, my flow. Um, and it's totally possible. I feel like it's going. Eh, I feel like it's going to take a turn for the worse for the Jazz as far as difficulty to the finals. But at the same time. I'm starting to have more confidence in the Jazz as I'm seeing more and more weaknesses from other teams coming up. Um, and Will Jensen says, yeah, Gobert owns Nurkic and Cantor too, lol. Yes, he... And honestly, Gobert owns pretty much, like, most anyone in the league. Uh, there's a couple players that I pick out that Gobert has a tough time against, and most of those players are guards. And... And he probably does a better job guarding guards than most any other center in the league. So um, that's my favorite part about having Gobert on the team. Um, uh, and then, and so Will Jensen says Clarkson's 40 point, 40 point game was 65% from the field, 8 for 13, um, and 61% from three. That's pretty killer. I guess, and especially against the Sixers. I, I think you got me there. That one's definitely better than tonight's. Um, and the nice part about tonight's is that it came after a good stretch of like not great games for Clarkson, but I that was like right in the middle of his hot streak, which was awesome to see. Um, yeah, um, and then no more flow about his his dream playoffs is and the Suns, Clippers, or Lakers um, would be beat up and tired. That's true. I would like I. F- this is this is where my brain went with this. It might seem a little unrelated to all of you, but 
I'm really, really interested in how these playoffs turn out. Obviously, I'm going to be rooting for the Jazz. Um, but I feel like I like I, like I don't know how how many of you feel like this, but I also love just being an NBA fan and stepping back and just like watching the story unfold because I feel like there's a lot of different storylines that could happen. Uh, obviously, if the Jazz win, we've been thinking about that storyline forever. That's going to be awesome. But if the Suns win, uh, a, a small market comes in and wins. Uh, Chris Paul gets his chance. Um, if the Lakers win again, like that's ridiculous for LeBron James's like legacy, especially coming off an injury and like very little time playing with the team relatively to other seasons after, and then the season starts like two and a half months after the finals. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to like take a step back, watch how this goes, but. Hopefully it turns out the best for the Jazz because that would be a ton of fun. Um, oh, and and yeah, so I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, but that is a good point, no matter like if that does end up happening. And the cool thing about like your dream playoff scenario here is it's not like any of this is a stretch. All of this could totally happen, and like the only the only things that I would say most likely won't happen. Are I feel like the Clippers are going to stay down at four and the Nuggets will stay at three, and I feel like the Grizzlies won't get the eighth seed, but it's close. Like the Grizzlies are a good team. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Warriors or the Spurs to to get into the eighth seed. Um so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just pumped for the playoffs. Um and then and then Will Jensen made a made a point about so like anyone who's here who like missed this i made a claim that i thought tonight was probably clarkson's um best performance this season and then and then we've been and then will Jensen brought up the game against the 76ers where he scored 40 on like 60 plus percent from the field and then we've been like going back and forth on who we think like which performance is better but will Jensen just brought up the point that uh, tonight was on way less minutes so like who knows how good he could have done if he played his full 30 plus minutes and I believe he played 24 25 minutes tonight so I guess he wasn't too far off but with how he was shooting tonight and it's not like he was shooting a lot of shots too they were just all falling in so if you gave him another um 10 minutes I'm sure he would have matched the 40 easy um but I don't know both great performances from Jordan Clarkson I know my flow says uh, you think the Jazz need Donovan to come back before the playoffs to get momentum. That that is the ideal situation. If if he can get four of the last six games, and and these four games, I'm hoping when he comes back, I'm hoping he can get four games in the regular season, and I'm hoping they can be like 20 minutes a game. Maybe the last one, just a little bit more to get him a little bit back into shape after this rest. Um, but if the Jazz hold on to the first seed, it won't be as necessary, uh, especially if we end up playing the Grizzlies over the Warriors. Uh, I feel like the Grizzlies are a good team, but I think I think a beat-up Jazz team can still beat up a healthy Grizzlies team. And so if that's the case, if the Jazz are the first seed and they play the Grizzlies first, 
in the first round, then I don't think it'll be a huge deal if Mitchell doesn't come back. But then again, the Grizzlies series, like, likely, if that happens, will be four or five games. That's not many games to get Donovan Mitchell back into things either. So, um, getting him some momentum before the playoffs and then, like, getting him back into the flow in the first round would be ideal. Because uh, if you're trying to do that, getting him back into the flow of things and, and like, getting him his first minutes in the playoffs, that could definitely go into the second round, which um, which obviously would be playing a much tougher opponent at that, at that point. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's the hope. At the end of the day, though, I'd, I'd rather be a little bit more patient than try than rather than trying to rush him back to get him back into shape. Um, especially if we hold him to the first seed. Um, yeah. Cause I would hate to see him have an incredible, like play well, but it's just not quite fully healed. And then he re-injures it in the, in like a, in game six of the second round or something. And then we lose because of that, that, that would be awful. So I think it would be ideal if, if he gets momentum, like, so long story short, I think it would be ideal, but I don't think it's necessary, especially if we hold on to the first seed. Um, and then I know my flow says, what do you think is our biggest weakness and the main reason to why we would lose in the playoffs? Um, I don't know. There's, that's a tough one. Like, I wish I, like, I think there's a lot to analyze there. Um, and it really depends on the matchups of of why we would lose. Because I feel like if, if we were to play a healthy Lakers team, the reason why we'd lose to a healthy Lakers team is different than the reason why we'd lose to a Suns team if we played the Suns. Um, I think one issue that we have, and this isn't something that we can fix, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much, um, especially since it's something that I think we can outplay it if the players are playing right. Um, but I think we're undersized overall. Um, obviously, Gobert's big, but everyone else is kind of undersized for the position we have them playing at. Uh, and so if we're playing a team like the Clippers or like the Lakers, who are they are definitely bigger than we are, that could really be tough in a, in a best-of-seven series. Um, other issues that I'm worried about are... Like I think our defense is awesome, but we're not consistent. Some games we have a tough time guarding mid-range. Some games we we can't guard the three for our life, and some games we just let a ton of people drive in, like like those Timberwolves games. So, um, I think I to to pinpoint one thing on defense, we need to have consistency around the perimeter defense, um, and and the idea of I, I think. Our, our goal should be forcing them to keep the ball outside of the three-point line and don't run them off of the three-point line. Force them to take a contested three-pointer. Um, I think that's the best-case scenario for a, a defensive possession for us. Um, and the tough part is Royce O'Neal is our best defender, but he's going to be busy locking up a best player that... Uh, and there's so many stars that you have to worry about in the playoffs that it's tough to really play a defensive scheme. And, and this is really a problem in the NBA. You don't really see tons of defensive schemes um, like you would in college. 
because there's just so much talent that NBA players can exploit schemes so easily. So uh, the tough part is it just really comes down to every single player playing really good perimeter defense. Um, and then the other issue, I don't think it's a weakness that we have. I just think it's it's a, a question mark of the, the shooting that the Jazz have. Um, because obviously, and, and that, I feel like that's the X factor for us. If we can come into the playoffs and shoot 37% as a team plus from three-point line, I think we're golden. Um, we may lose a tough seven-game series to a really good team, but I don't think, uh, like, if it comes to that, I feel like we can go up against anyone and it just might be that a couple plays go the wrong way. But I feel like if we're shooting right, then um, that's what is really going to dictate whether we win. Uh, so those are the three things I'd be looking out for. Um, I don't know if, if you have anything else. I think um, I'm, I'm sure I missed some things that uh, and maybe there's bigger weaknesses that I didn't point out there. Um, so, so no more flow says we should let Rudy guard Drummond against the Lakers so he can help. Um, so help guard the paint and have Derek or Erson on AD. We need Royce on LeBron. Yeah, so Royce on LeBron, that's a 100% that has to happen. Um, yeah, and when, I don't, like, I don't know what the Lakers will, I feel like, like, I don't know. I do agree that when Drummond is in, Rudy should be guarding Drummond. Um, yeah. Uh, I f- I almost feel like the Lakers won't if we if they play the Jazz, Drummond won't get as many minutes though, because I feel like they'd want. At the same time though, this is me. They don't have a deep roster, so I don't know, like, what they play instead. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they if they play Drummond less minutes, and put and like kind of force Gobert to play Anthony Davis because that forces Gobert out of the paint. Uh, but then again, Anthony Davis isn't that great of a three-point shooter. I, I know, like, you have to respect him because he can hit them, but his uh, efficiency isn't great, at least last I checked. So if if the Lakers do try to run that, I'd just have Gobert play very off-ball of Anthony Davis. Or I wouldn't even be against having, if they're trying to have Anthony Davis play around the perimeter, I agree, I think we should keep Rudy down towards the paint and put someone, like, if they're trying to have um, AD on the perimeter, put like Bojan on him, and maybe he'll get some open sh- threes. But if that's what he's shooting, that's what we want him to shoot. Um, and so eventually they'll force him to to drive into the paint or or post up, and then Rudy will be down there. And I feel like Anthony Davis, he's quick for how big he is, but he's not like uber athletic that um, Rudy Gobert will have a tough time stopping that drive. Uh, so I'm hoping. I, I don't know, but I, I agree. We we don't let Rudy venture out of the um like out of the paint area uh, just to guard Anthony Davis threes because I want Anthony Davis to shoot threes anyway. Um, yeah, and and yeah, Bojan can't guard AD or LeBron if we want him to like shut them down. Um, I agree 100% Royce has to be on LeBron. That's our best chance. Um, 
because as good as LeBron is, Royce can really make it tough for LeBron. He might not be able to shut him down, but he can make it tough. And if if AD's on the perimeter, I'm happy having Bojan play Anthony Davis on defense. Um, if he's down low, I'd rather have Gobert there, and it's not like Drummond's going to be a big offensive threat no matter what happens. Uh, like They're just ne- not going to put that much of their offense through Drummond. And then if they do, it's I don't think that's winning basketball for them. So if if they're playing Anthony Davis down low and Drummond and then at the same time playing down low, then yeah, we bring in Derek Favors or Ilyasova and probably Favors, I'd rather Favors there, but uh and Favors can like neutralize Drummond. Uh but if they're doing that, I feel like this is such a bad plan for the Lakers having two guys down low. Uh it takes away all driving lanes, ruins all of their spacing. Um, and so I'd be, yeah, so I think it's a really interesting conversation to have. Um, I'm not like, I really enjoy defensive strategy, but I feel like there's a lot of nuance there and and it's a lot of reactionary. So talking about this hypothetical, it's like really tough to, to dig deep into. Um, but I would imagine if they're playing Drummond, they're having Anthony Davis on the perimeter, in which case play off ball like play off of him and whoever's whoever we put guard him like Bojan just have him play a lot of help defense force Anthony Davis to shoot and um I bet we'll win more games if if that's the strategy they go with and uh, if if so much of their offense is relying on Anthony Davis jump shots um and, and like catch and shoot jump shots I'll take that um or we could just run zone. Uh, that's an interesting comment. Um, the Lakers went healthy. Like I, I don't know. I feel like LeBron James, if he's healthy, I know he said he wouldn't be like a hundred percent because of this injury, no matter like for the rest of his life. But um, healthy to a point that he's playing playoff basketball. I feel like a zone would be really tough to run against LeBron on the field. Uh, I mean, on the court, just because, I, I don't know, LeBron breaks down defenses so well that the zone is just such a system defense that I feel like LeBron could find a way to break it down, especially when you have someone like Anthony Davis on the team. Um, but that, and so I'd rather put Royce just full-time on LeBron because I'm sure LeBron could find a way to exploit it where he, he gets a met, um like a mismatch on defense. But these are really interesting questions. I I love that kind of stuff, but the the tough part is it's it's really hard to predict because it's all about um defense is a lot about reacting to the offensive strategy. Um which which makes it fun to watch and break down live. But I think these are good questions. I'm really psyched for the playoffs. We have six games left. Um, I'm really glad I got this live chat going and working because this turned into a 50-minute episode that was a ton of fun and and we had some really good uh, conversation pieces here. But with that being said, I'll I'll cut this off. Great blowout win for the Jazz. Um, We're playing the Nuggets on Friday. It's looking like Conley and Mitchell probably won't play unless some surprise comes up. So... I don't know. It'll be an interesting one. If the Jazz can pull off 
pull out a win against the Nuggets that will be huge in holding the first seed. So, yeah, thanks for joining me tonight, guys. This was a lot of fun. If if you haven't liked the stream, like the stream. If you're not subscribed and you're a Jazz fan, subscribe. And if you're subscribed and haven't hit the notification bell, hit the notification bell. That way you're notified as soon as I, I go live on Friday after the Nuggets game so that you can join in the chat from, from the first moment. But thanks, guys, for joining me. Uh, for, oh, thanks again, guys, for joining me. It was a ton of fun. Um, and, and no, my fellow, thank, like, thanks for those questions at the end. I I really enjoyed like thinking through those. Um, hopefully I gave a, a good enough response. Uh, uh, next stream, I'd love to hear if, if you have any, any thoughts about it um, or, or anything like that. But yeah, I, I feel like I've said thanks 30 times, but I, I really do appreciate you guys being here. And I'll end the stream here. So have a good night, guys, and peace out.